Chronic inflammation is one of the main problems behind most health issues. It causes pain, stiffness, swelling, and it slows healing. It gets in the way of proper circulation, which leads to our cells, tissues, and organs not getting all the nutrients they need in order to function optimally, and it hinders their ability to clear waste products properly. And all of this leads to and exacerbates disease. One of the quickest and most effective ways to begin to reduce the inflammatory nature of your diet, reduce systemic inflammation, and improve your overall health is by improving your omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to episode 36 of Ask Dr. Emily, a weekly podcast where we explore the what, the why, and the how of health issues from a holistic perspective. We'll talk about the signs and symptoms to look out for, the root causes of various health conditions, and the most effective and doable solutions for addressing them. Each episode will empower you with knowledge and inspire you towards achieving outstanding health naturally. So today we're talking about inflammation and how to improve your omega-6 to 3 ratio to reduce inflammation. And something I want you to understand is chronic inflammation is not a root cause. It's a symptom. It's a result caused by other factors that are the true underlying problems. And one of those underlying problems that causes chronic inflammation is an inflammatory diet, which leads inevitably to more and more system-wide inflammation, which then becomes chronic which then wreaks system-wide havoc in your body. This is both bad news and good news. It's bad news because, as I discussed in episode 11, the number one root cause of disease, inflammatory diets are incredibly common today. But it's good news because there are very doable solutions for this, which you can begin implementing today. We'll get to that in just a minute. The main issue here is that omega-6 fatty acids are pro-inflammatory, and most of us are getting way too many of them in relation to the anti-inflammatory omega-3 fatty acids. Now, anthropological evidence suggests that human beings evolved eating a ratio of omega-6 to 3 between 4 to 1 and 1 to 4, and that our optimal ratio for overall intake is around 1 to 1. But the average intake these days is like 16 to 1. No wonder there's so much chronic inflammation plaguing so many people. This unhealthy modern ratio is believed to be one of the most damaging aspects of the Western diet. How has this happened? The main cause of this unhealthy ratio is a shift in our diets from animal-based fats to plant-based fats, especially vegetable oils, over the past several decades. The two most important omega-3 fatty acids, EPA and DHA, do not exist in plant foods, except algae, and animal foods contain less of them now than they used to due to the way they're produced. You can check out my episode and my blog post, Is Pastured Meat Really Better for Your Health?, for more on this topic. Now, we've been told for decades that plant fats are better for us than animal fats. Not true. So there has been a huge 
huge increase in the amount of, quote, vegetable oils in our diets, as well as an increased consumption of nuts and seeds and products containing them. These changes have led to a significant increase in omega-6 fatty acid consumption over the past several decades, and at the same time, a significant decrease in the consumption of omega-3 fatty acid-rich foods. As I discuss in depth in my post, What's Wrong with Vegetable Oils?, Industrially processed seed oils, also known as vegetable oils, are loaded with omega-6s and other destructive components, and they're very inflammatory and health damaging. And these oils didn't exist at all until about 100 years ago, and their availability and use have dramatically increased over the past 60 years due to increased availability and intense marketing campaigns. And this matters because because in addition to the pro-inflammatory nature of omega-6s, which is highly problematic on its own, increased consumption of omega-6s leads to a high amount of omega-6 in the makeup of our cell membranes. And this makes our cell membranes less flexible and more fragile. Sounds bad, right? Well, it is. Cell fragility and inflexibility is strongly associated with the risk of heart disease, among other issues. On the other hand, there are many positive health effects of omega-3 fatty acids. For example, their heart health benefits are significant, as are their brain-boosting benefits, and omega-3s have been shown to improve all types of mental health issues, including anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, and bipolar disorder. And this is in part due to the fact that omega-3s give brain cell membranes that desired flexibility and strength that they need in order to function optimally. And they provide anti-inflammatory protection to brain cells. And mood issues, mental health disorders, and brain function decline for example, poor concentration, impaired memory, and even dementia, are all strongly associated with inflammation in the brain. So, the single most important thing you can do to reduce your omega-6 intake is to avoid the highly inflammatory, industrially processed seed oils that are high in omega-6, as well as the processed foods that contain them. So, this means avoiding the following. Canola oil, corn oil, cottonseed oil, grapeseed oil, peanut oil, safflower oil, soybean oil, and sunflower oil. And these oils are in so many things. So when you're done listening to this episode, I want you to go clean out your pantry and go get these fats and oils instead. Avocado oil, butter or ghee, ideally from pastured animals. Cocoa butter, coconut oil, lard, that's pig fat, macadamia nut oil, olive oil, but don't cook with it, and you want to get the extra virgin so it's minimally processed and minimally heated, palm oil, and tallow, which is ruminant fat, so that's uh, mostly it's fat from cows. Uh, could also be from elk or uh, deer, etc., but most commonly it's from beef. Then another way to minimize your intake of inflammatory omega-6s is to reduce your consumption of most 
nuts and seeds, since they tend to be high in omega-6s. So I want to just run through a few examples for you, just so you, you can uh, see what I'm talking about, or hear, <laughs> hear what I'm talking about. Um, and you can also see this chart in the, in the show notes, if you want to. I have a chart there of the omega-3 and omega-6 content of various nuts. So walnuts have a omega-6 to 3 ratio of 4.2, which is good. And macadamia nuts, 6.6, which is a little bit high, but the actual amount of omega-6 fats in macadamias is extremely small. Pecans, on the other hand, are at 21, cashews, 47.6, pistachios, 49, hazelnuts, 90, pine nuts, 202, almonds, 279, Brazil nuts, 664, and peanuts, which are actually a legume, not a nut, but we tend to think of them as nuts, so I've included them here, 1,720. It's really bad. <laughs> so um, something I want to note that uh, you can you can look at my post on macadamia nut bread in the recipe section uh, where I go into a lot more detail about why macadamia nuts are the healthiest nut choice. So now let's look at seeds. And I just have a few examples here of seeds, uh, some of the more common ones. Flax seeds have an omega-6 to 3 ratio of 0.26, which is great. Chia, 0.33, also great. Hemp seeds, 3.6, really good. Sesame seeds, on the other hand, 56.2. Pumpkin, 111. And sunflower seeds, 312. So you get the idea. Most nuts and seeds are pretty high in inflammatory omega-6s. So one of the, another one of the ways that you can improve your omega-6 to 3 ratio, besides reducing vegetable oils and nuts and seeds, is by consuming more omega-3 rich foods right? Makes sense. High quality animal proteins and fats are your best sources of omega-3 fatty acids, as well as a great source of many other essential nutrients. And these foods should constitute the bulk of your caloric intake for optimal health. And why does sourcing matter? So I talked about in my post, in my episode, is pastured meat really better for your health? Um, how pastured and wild meats are more nutritious than CAFO meats. CAFO is concentrated area feeding operations or feedlots. And pastured and wild meats are also much less inflammatory as well, in part because they contain up to six times as many omega-3s as the CAFO meats. Um, this is partly because CAFO animals are fed grain-based feeds containing soy and corn, which reduces their omega-3 content and increases their omega-6 content. So choose pastured and wild animal fats and proteins as much as possible. Another effective way to increase your omega-3 intake is to eat seafood at least once or twice a week. Fatty fish like salmon are particularly good choices and wild caught are best because these are the um, least inflammatory. Now, aren't there healthy plant-based sources of omega-3? Well, yes, there are some plant sources of omega-3s, including seaweed, flax, chia, and hemp seeds, and walnuts. However, 
these contain a type of omega-3 called ALA. And the human body is inefficient at converting ALA into the active forms, EPA and DHA. And this conversion process is hard on our livers. For this reason, animal sources of omega-3s, such as I just discussed, fish, pastured or wild animals, and eggs from pastured poultry, are your best choices. Now, if your dietary intake of omega-3s could use a boost, consider taking a fish oil supplement to increase your omega-3 intake as well. My favorite is Carlson's Maximum Omega 2000. Check the show notes for a link. As it is a quality product that contains a concentrated dose of omega-3s, 1,000 milligrams per easy-to-swallow gel cap, at a competitive price, and it has the best EPA to DHA ratio of any omega-3 supplement I have found, and believe me, I have looked. So this means that it has more heart, brain, mood, and other health benefits. Now, for significant inflammation, pain, and or mood issues, and for elevated cholesterol, especially LDL, doses of up to 8,000 milligrams, that's eight gel caps of the Carlson's Maximum Omega, per day have been used by many people with great success. Take them with food, slip and split it up into at least two separate doses, so uh, no more than four gel caps at a time. Little side note of caution, omega-3 is a blood thinner. So if you are on blood thinners already, or you have or develop easy bruising, stop the omega-3. Also don't take it right before you're going to have any kind of surgery. And as always, check with your doc first if you are at all uncertain about whether omega-3 supplementation is safe for you. So summing up, A significant body of evidence suggests that a high dietary intake of omega-6 and an omega-6 ratio of more than 4 to 1 may promote several chronic diseases and, conversely, keeping your omega-6 to 3 ratio under 4 to 1 and ideally closer to 1 to 1 confers many health benefits, including improved mood, brain function, and heart health, improved cholesterol profile, and reduced stiffness, pain, and inflammation. So what are your next steps? To improve your omega-6 to 3 ratio, avoid vegetable oils, the industrial processed seed oils, and the processed foods that contain them. Minimize your intake of nuts and seeds, and when you do have them, focus on those that have the lowest amounts of omega-6, and those are walnuts, macadamia nuts, flax seeds, chia seeds, and hemp seeds. Eat plenty of omega-3 rich animal fats and proteins, including something from the sea at least once or twice a week, especially anchovies, herring, mackerel, oysters, sablefish, salmon, sardines, tuna, and whitefish. And finally, boost your intake with a good quality omega-3 supplement. Um, Now, I have a a more complete list of seafoods and their omega-3 content in my resources section on my website. Check the show notes for a link. Most people have large amounts of omega-6 fatty acids stored in their body fat and in their cell membranes. And it can take a while to remove and replace them with these healthier fats. So once you get started, stay the course. Reaping the benefits from an optimal omega-6 to 3 ratio is a process that requires long-term diet and lifestyle changes. 
Most people find that making changes gradually over time works best, so they stick. Want to know what else you can do to improve your overall health and well-being? Then check out my roadmap to optimal health at dremilyfranklin.com and then go to about. And until next time, eat well, be well, and enjoy.